Welcome to the All in a Homeschool Day podcast. If you're like most of my listeners, you too wear many hats and you have a lot of demands on your time. It's difficult to juggle it all as a homeschool mom, and it's easy to be overwhelmed by everything you need to do. This show is not about finding the right curriculum or doing all the right things. It is about helping you focus on the best for your homeschool and your family. Let's dive in. I am excited to have Trisha Hodges as a guest today on the podcast, and we are talking about how you can add art to your homeschool, specifically without it being overwhelming, because that is one area that I feel like many moms feel like I do, that if you do not have an art background or you don't really know where to get started, that is an area that tends to get left off because you're, you're thinking, well, I don't know how to get started, and this week we're running out of time, and so, well, we'll just start some other day. So I'm excited for Trisha to help us maybe change our mindset a little bit as to how we can add that in and not feel so overwhelmed. So thank you, Trisha, for joining me. Thank you for letting me join you. So let's kind of get started and just... Maybe you can give us a few reasons how you think that art enriches our homeschool and that motivation of why we might want to include it. Well, art really adds some freedoms is what I have seen in my own homeschool and in my life. Um, I didn't really consider myself an artist until I grew up. And that was when Nana started teaching my children around the table and I saw just these little light bulbs that went off in our learning time because art just complemented what we were already doing. And so um, it's just, it's just freeing for especially certain children it, that have um, maybe a challenge in a certain area. It's just another avenue of learning. And it engages the different parts of the brain that, if, especially if you have one who struggles with some of the academic subjects, this might give them a little bit of um, release and just encouragement that they do have talents and they can Absolutely. apply themselves. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could share with us some ways that you've included art in your homeschool. You mentioned around the table. Were there specific things that Nana did with your kids that they really resonated with or that were easy to incorporate? Absolutely. In fact, um, one thing that I asked her to do early on was like, we were studying ancient history. And so I said, Nana, could you just maybe show us how to draw the Colosseum? And so she stopped by after work and she did that for us. And so in just watching her, I realized, you know, this is something that I can do. And so what we started doing was a few days a week after lunch, I would just clear off the table and get out the art supplies. And just for about 10 or 15 minutes after lunch, we would just do some art that was complementing what we were already doing or just some free things or something that we wanted to sketch from our nature studies. Sometimes we would just keep going because we were having fun. So that was just one simple way that sort of became a habit that was easy for me to not get overwhelmed with a mess or anything like that. I like that because it's not as structured as a lesson. 
And so you don't feel like you need to have the extended time to do it and to get all the supplies out and feel like you're not doing the lesson right. And it's just a way to complement what you're already doing. Right. And, and, I, and moms don't need to feel like they have to be an expert in art. Really what you're doing is encouraging them to just practice this. It, it really is just a practice. And the more they practice, the more they will see that they can do this with all sorts of different media. So what are some art supplies that might be easier for families to get started with and feel a little less overwhelmed to pull out? Well, you know, crayons are very familiar. And so those are always fun. Um, uh, Simple um, colored pencils are great to just have on hand, especially for sketching with nature journals. Um, Of course, we love chalk pastels because they are frugal and you can buy a set for less than $10 and then share them around the table. And children are familiar with chalk because, you know, you would get out sidewalk chalk and draw big circles. So those are our favorites. Um, You know, watercolors are, or even paint with water for like the littlest ones, like in a high chair. Just, just very simple things to start with. And once you, you realize that you enjoy this and your children enjoy this, then you can go on to, to, you know, acrylics or something that might be more permanent. And I found with my two daughters that they naturally gravitated to a different type of supply. One really loves the chalk pastels. One is really enjoying more of the fiber arts. And so I, have you seen that with your kids as well? Definitely. There are some that um, just really like my, my youngest son um, loves acrylics and he calls them forever paints because we say, if you get this on you, it will stay forever. <laughs> so he would just, he loved the, just the texture of them and you know, just slapping them around. But then the others like the chalk pastels because you can layer them. And if you feel like you make a mistake, you can go over it and, and fix it. So I think what is important then is that we are providing them just opportunities to try different mediums because they may discover that they like something that they had no idea. I may have thought, oh, that's going to be too hard or I don't want to try that. But then if we take a day that we all try it, they may discover something new. That's true. And, and also someone, one of your children might really enjoy one particular medium. And like, for instance, my son just decided that he would draw trains for two weeks in, in acrylics. So, you know, it was fine to just let him just have that freedom. And then he was done with that for a while and moved on to a different medium. So I would just encourage you to just let them have that freedom and not feel like you have to expose them to everything at once, but just gradually, a little at a time. Find those coupons and buy the art supplies on sale. (laughs) Yes. So you started out around the table, just Mm -hmm. spending some time drawing what you've been learning about or what you've seen in nature. How has art in your homeschool changed over the years as you have Um, dived in deeper or maybe explored some other topics within art? Well, yes, it just started as simply a fun activity. And then um, once I saw that art could complement what we were already learning, then I would sort of 
take a little bit of time to plan something to extend our learning in especially history or even science. And so then as the children got older, um, sometimes they didn't want to participate in art time because they were just busy, but I encourage them to take that brain break because even 10 or 15 minutes stepping away from one of the subjects that they were working on, then they were renewed and were like, oh, well, now I see what this math problem meant. So it really, it, it can take on so many different, um, it can be an answer to different homeschool situations is what I found. I really like that. I had never thought about art as a brain break, but it, it really truly is because you're using a totally different side of the brain than you are for most other subjects. I think for me, it's been the, the impediment has been getting out the supplies and feeling like it needs to be a lesson. And so just this freedom to just get stuff out. And I mean, even if you have just pen and paper and doodle, it would be so refreshing for them to just be able to have that break. We don't always have to get up and go run or do jumping jacks or something active, which is what I most commonly think of as brain breaks. True. Very true. So as the, as families are getting started with art and they're just starting to add some different aspects in, they're taking some time, uh, maybe even just once a week to start with, and they're going to start with one type of medium and then maybe branch out into others. What are some ways that families could enjoy the art together with all ages, especially if maybe they have a wide range of ages? Well, um, I'll just give you an example from just when all of my, my children were ages 10 and under. So that was a good age range. And then they grew up together, you know, and we continued to do art. Um, I would get the area for my youngest ready first. And so I would make sure we had a pack of baby wipes. And sometimes I would go ahead and have his paper out. And if there was something in particular that we were doing, I might help him sketch out that basic shape first. And then him he could add what was what he wanted to to that. So um, I think it's just wonderful to have all ages together. And even though, you know, the younger ones might say, oh, well, I can't do it as well as my older sibling. They can learn from the older sibling because they can see that they're enjoying what they're doing and doing it in a different way. And so it's just like all aspects of homeschooling that, you know, layers and levels of learning together and um, just making sure that you have everything set up and maybe even um, one thing that I would do is I would put some towels down that led over to the sink. Just, you Such know, just simple idea. things. So, or even use a plastic tablecloth so that you mm -hmm. could just fold it all up and just throw it away. Um, one other thing that we would do is we would set aside Friday afternoons for art projects. Maybe like, you know, when we would make a um, paper mache globe or something like that, we would just have a whole afternoon devoted to those bigger projects that you always wanted to get to. So that's just, those are some few, a few ideas for just doing things together with all ages. And I was talking with uh, Dashiell McVeigh on one of the other episodes when she was talking about adding enchantment to homeschool and her, one of the, the takeaways I had with her was we don't have to do this on a schedule. And so like you're talking about 
having a Friday afternoon to devote to art, if you don't have every Friday afternoon, pick one Friday a month and take it that step back and just find little ways to add the art in and not worry so much about how often you're doing it. And it sounds like the more you do it, the more your children crave it and it becomes easier to add that in. Right. And I would say it becomes easier for you as the mom to allow it, you know, because often as moms, we just see the mess. And so the more you practice, the more you'll see the smiles around the table and you'll, you'll want to do that more too and join in yourself. And I think you've mentioned a couple of ways to help moms get over the, shall we say, fear of the mess. Because I know whenever my girls were younger, it, it was difficult to want to get things out that I knew would make a mess, such as the box of rice that they love to play in. And I knew it was so great for the fine motor skills, but I had to find ways to make it easy for us to clean up. So we would do it in a very contained area, like on top of a cookie sheet. They knew how to run the portable vacuum cleaner. So you've mentioned a couple of ways that moms can do that with art. They can put towels down or plastic down leading over to the sink. Um, I like the have the baby wipes on the table. That is, we found that really helpful as well. Um, are there some other suggestions that might help moms overcome that fear of the mess? Well, of course, just wear something you don't mind getting messy and <laughs> a smock. Um, also, you know, you might um, decide to create an area where you display their art so that they could have that enjoyment of having it on display so that there is a goal and and you might even consider entering some of their art in a local contest we would take our artwork and enter it in the fair and so then the children could could earn a ribbon and then go and see all of the different art from all over the county displayed on the wall so it, it's just motivating to just make things simple and enjoyable and fun. And I think the more that moms practice, they'll see that it really is easy. Oh, one other thing I want to add is paper plates are wonderful as easels. Yes. <laughs> and even a piece of construction paper underneath what they're doing, you know, that can be a mat just to, to catch extra little things too. And with the technology that we have today, it can be so easy to just take a picture even of their art and turn that into a greeting card. Absolutely. Or just a, a scrapbook of all of their artwork over the years. Right. Yeah. Just so finding ways to mesh art with your life. So whatever your current, whatever your talents are or your needs are, finding ways to incorporate that so that it's not that extra subject or that something else that you need to do. Right. Definitely. So you have some resources that also might help families that want to dig a little deeper. I know that you've got some chalk pastel uh, books and courses and things. We've done some of those and it was really I would say freeing with my daughters, especially the one that does not think she's an artist. When she was doing some of the chalk pastel tutorials, how simple they were. And when she finished, she had a product that actually looked like 
the object that she was intending it to look like. So can you tell us a little bit about your philosophy? Your slogan is, you are an artist. And I love just the the implication that that provides for the students. Well, I have a quote from Ann Voskamp that I love and I always refer to. And she said, creativity is good theology. It's what God did in the beginning. Mm. And so Nana is always, my mother has always taught us that children were just gifted and wired to create. So if you give them the opportunity, then they will. And using just construction paper and chalk pastels, there's something about how the um, construction paper just holds the chalk pastels mm. really well. And you can layer it and you can blend those colors. And it looks, it has almost a dreamy appearance to it once you finish. Um, I'm thinking of like right now, space chalk pastels, like on the black construction paper and those brilliant colors and swirls of, of nebula and, and stars and things like that. Um, yes, it's just very simple to just draw things with chalk pastels because there's the colors are so vibrant and the product really is wonderful and you do feel like an artist i know i i felt that way that's how i i realized that i was an artist was just seeing my children do it and then i had to join in it was fun the times that we've done it together and we were all drawing the same from the same tutorial and we could talk about how different all three of our pieces were and how one wasn't better than the others. They were just all very different. And part of it was the way we saw it. Part of it was our ability. And it was, so it, it was a great lesson for them also just to see that what we do in life is going to look different. Even if we all go through the exact same process, we're created differently. And so we will create, as you said, differently from each other. And it's all good. Absolutely. And the very first lesson that Nana taught us was a path to the beach. And we have over the years, we've enjoyed that lesson again and again. And it's fun for the children to see how their ability has their thoughts and everything has grown and how they interpret that very same lesson and how it's changed over the years because we still have that very first lesson to look at. So that that's a really fun thing to do, to just do the same lesson over and over. You know, I hadn't thought about that. Whenever I go back and reread a book, particularly some of those children's classics that I remember reading as a child, and then I go back and reread them when my children were younger. And there was a couple recently that I went back and reread again, and I took so much more away from it each time because my, my life experiences are different. And I hadn't thought about how art would be the same way, but that is very true that just our perspective changes, our abilities change. And so that would be really fun for them to see that progression. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, as we wrap up, if you had to boil down for the listeners, the most simple advice for getting started with art, how they can really implement this in their home without feeling overwhelmed and to really feel successful, 
What is that one thing or a couple of things that you wish you had done sooner and um, really taken to heart to make this an easy transition? I would say create the space for it. Um, open up that freedom in the day, even if it, and, and just with small steps, start with five or 10 minutes and just, just see how it goes. And if it doesn't go well, the very first time, try again and just keep up with it. Like you said, um, maybe one day a week or one, one Friday afternoon a month. But I think as, because as I said, it's practice for mom too. The more you practice, the more you will enjoy and the more you will see how much art complements what you are already doing and how it can be an avenue for learning and how it will build on, build upon layer and layer on what you are hoping to accomplish and, and teach your children. So just start small, start simple, and watch it basically snowball effect as you go. Yes. That's such great advice for actually all aspects of homeschooling and uh, specifically with this. So thank you so much for sharing today with us and really, I think, demystifying getting started with art. And um, if listeners would like to connect with you, how can they do that? They can find me and my mother, Nana, at chalkpastel.com. And we have scads of art lessons that are either in video tutorial form or in ebook form and um, can complement uh, history or science or master artists or whatever you're really looking for. There's like an age range for preschoolers and um, we have a free getting started set of video art lessons that you can find there. I know you have a wide range of some of those special seasonal topics too. Absolutely. So if they wanted to just even try it for the summer or a winter break, that would be a great way for them to get started too. And for the older crowd, Nana has just started a, a series called I Drew It, Then I Knew It. And what is that? That is, um, well, it's just what it says. Um, she really is passionate about helping um, the older crowd, middle high school age, with history lessons and science mm. lessons, presidents, maps, um, hymns and composers. So lessons on all of those different topics woven into what you're already learning. And, you know, it's just a wonderful way to continue the learning. That sounds fascinating. Well, thank you so much. I'll have links in the show notes of how you can connect with Trisha and Nana and um, how you can Get, take advantage of their free getting started lessons if you're interested. Thank you again for coming. Thank you, Crystal. Our family has really enjoyed the chalk pastel tutorials that we have done from Trisha and her mom, Nana. They are so easy to follow and the whole family can participate. And if you want to give Chalk Pastels a try, but you've been a little hesitant to do so, this is a great time for you to do so. If you are listening to this episode the week that it releases, their, uh, e their tutorials are on sale this week. So from November 25th 
through December 2nd, you can take 20% off all of their courses, bundles, and eBooks. I'll have a link in the show notes for you that you can click over for that. This is my affiliate link. So if you do purchase, I will earn a very small commission on that purchase and it will not cost you anything else, but it will help support the All in a Homeschool Day podcast. The link for that is www.triumphantlearning.com forward slash chalk pastel. This is a great way for you to grab one of their courses, give it a try and see which of your kids enjoy it. I think that you will discover how easy the chalk pastels are and how much it can really bring their learning to life. I hope you found encouragement from this episode and are ready to face your homeschool day with confidence and gusto. You got this. Until next time, have a triumphant day.